Well, hello, First Baptist family, and good day to you. It is January the 25th, and today in our Growing Together uh, 21 Days of Prayer podcast, we're going to be turning the page to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So we're going to skip just a few verses there at the end of chapter 8, where Paul is commending Titus to the Corinthian believers. Uh, Because in chapter 9, he's going to come back to the issue of financial stewardship and come back to the issue of these people and their generosity. And uh, as we finish up this uh, 21 days of prayer and this podcast, um, we've tried to make the first couple of weeks of the podcast all about church unity and the needs of our church as we move forward related to staffing and us growing together and the Lord working in our hearts spiritually But we also told you and warned you that uh, over these next couple of months, there will be a lot of conversation about financial stewardship. And, you know, to be honest, we don't talk about money a lot in our church. And as we've gone through this season, it it is a bit nerve-wracking to talk about it because there are always going to be some people that feel like that's all you ever talk about, Um, even though we really don't hardly ever talk about money here. And yet this is a season where it's necessary for us to talk about money and stewardship and generosity. And so there may be some that are just coming into our church or some who are listening in on this podcast. And you may just be thinking over these next couple of days, boy, this church sure does talk about money a lot. This this is a very, very special and unique season in the life of our church as we're thinking about growth and expansion and building and what that's going to mean for the next 200 years for our church's history. Uh, So uh, that's enough introduction. That's enough of that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 with me today, verses 1 through 9. Paul says, Now it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year. And your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, so that you may be ready, as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find that you are not ready, we would be humiliated to say nothing of you for being so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Well, that's where we'll stop for today's podcast. Um, And this passage of scripture, again, just picks up on this similar strain of argument from 2 Corinthians 8, as Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to look at the Macedonians as an example so that they too can uh, draw from their own coffers and contribute to this 
a relief offering that's being taken up from among a number of different churches and taken back to the saints in Jerusalem. Um, he talks about them being in Achaia. This is the region that Corinth would have been in. And so Paul is saying, hey, look, we've been boasting about you to the people of Macedonia, and it's actually stirred them up. It's made them more zealous. So what Paul's saying in these first four or five verses is, hey, Corinthians, we've been bragging about you, but I'm going to go ahead and send some people to you because we all want to know that our boasting is accurate that you really are going to be ready and that you're going to be generous just as we've been saying that you will be. He says in verse 4 there, uh, we don't want you to be caught unaware. We want you to be ready because we don't want to be humiliated in the way that we've bragged about you. And we certainly don't want you to be humiliated. So he's encouraged these brothers to go on ahead and, and arrange for the gift to be taken up as the Corinthians had promised they would give it. Um, he wants them to be ready. He says at the end of verse 5 that this is not an exaction. Uh, what he means by that is a, a gift that's expecting something in return or uh, a specific gift that's bartered or that's taken in relation to something else. But he calls it, at the end of verse number 5 there, he calls it a willing gift. He wants them to be ready to give uh, out of their willingness. And the next few verses, which I would guess are probably the most well-known from this entire passage, these couple of chapters, we all know, verse 7, that God loves a cheerful giver. We all know this verse. We've heard it perhaps our whole lives. And it's built on this principle that if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. This is not prosperity gospel, friends. This is not send in your, your seed money and the Lord will bless you a thousandfold. This is just simply the very general principle of generosity that the Lord does indeed bless those who are generous in their lives. And he blesses them so that they might continue to be able to be good stewards. He encourages the Corinthians in verse 7 that, they must have decided in their own heart what they're planning to give. His point is, look, we can't make you give. We can't compel you to give. Uh, we don't want you to give reluctantly. And brothers and sisters, let me just pause there and say that we understand this. We understand this in the life of our church now. I understand this as your pastor. I'm having a lot of conversations with people one-on-one, -on -one, over these last couple of months, and I know there will be many more of these conversations to come where people are excited about this vision. They're excited about giving. Uh, there have been so many people that have said to me, we're in, Pastor. We're going to contribute financially. We're going to give generously like we never have before. And I think the Lord is pleased by that. But I've told each of them, look, this has to be between you and the Lord. Yes, I want you to do diligent research. I want you to talk as a family. Talk among your, your, um, your husbands and your wives. Make sure that you're on the same page as it relates to your generosity and your financial stewardship. But at the end of the day, understand that I can't make you give nor compel you to give. And I don't want you to give reluctantly. I'd rather you not give. I'd rather you be in a joyful place because the Lord does indeed love a cheerful giver. 
he says in verse 8 that God is the one who's able to make all grace abound to us so that having sufficiency in all things at all times, we also may be able to abound in every good work. These are good works. Giving to the relief of the poor is a good work. Giving to a church so that it can continue its ministry on uh, for the future generations is a good thing. The Lord has given us much, church. And even those of you who may be listening to this podcast thinking, well, he hasn't given me nearly as much as he's given some of these other people at First Baptist. The reality, friends, is that we are overwhelmingly blessed here in America. And there is not a single person or a single family in our church that cannot give above and beyond their tithes and offerings towards our Growing Together Capital campaign. And so I want you to even now be praying about what level you may be willing to give at, even if that level is small. We're going to need everybody participating, every large gift, every small gift. None is more important. We need everyone on board. Well, I hope that as you pray together today, you're praying that the Lord would help us be ready as a church to steward not only our treasures, but our time and our talent, giving to him whatever he may ask of us. Pray that when his will and when his timing are right for these efforts and for these growing together plans and this vision, that we will all be ready to participate together and ask the Lord to help us so bountifully to be prayerful, to be intentional, and to give with abundant joy and cheer as we give. That'll be my prayer for you today, church family. We'll finish up these next few verses in 2 Corinthians 9 tomorrow, and we'll have just a couple more days left on these 21 days of prayer together. I'll see you back here tomorrow for another podcast.